Welcome to Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministry, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, and here with co-host, Passion to Reach's founder and director, Pastor Fanu Ayub. How are you, Pastor Fanu? I'm doing great, Emily, and looking forward to another exciting episode of Mission Connect. Yes, we have a very, very special person on today. We'll introduce her shortly, but this is just a reminder to all our listeners that this podcast is all about connecting you to God's mission for your life and helping others connect to theirs. So that part of, you know, what we're talking about, helping others connect to their mission. So, you know, today we have a guest who's going to talk a lot about um, her work in, you know, community work and, and extending kind of what we do in inside a church building, let's say, into the community and reaching those people. So, Pastor Fanu, let's talk to our listeners a bit about that. How do we, um, you know, once we've connected to God's mission for our life, how do we help others connect to theirs? Well, I think, Emily, this is a a really uh, powerful topic to talk about because I think a lot of times in church world, we we always seem to put God in this box of, Mm -hmm. you know, spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think spiritual experiences are great. But, you know, I grew up in a very religious background as well. And I remember thinking, you know, we used to have services literally every day of the week. I mean, there'd be some kind of prayer meeting or house meeting or, you know, fasting prayer or Bible study or youth meeting or something every day. And so this idea that if you were going to be close to God and if you were going to serve God, it had to be in a spiritual context. Mm. But, you know, mm-hmm. the, Jesus actually was the most non-spiritual spiritual person in right. Israel. Uh, and this is part of the reason he got in trouble because all of his quote-unquote services were happening with the tax collectors and with the prostitutes and with the people that would never step foot in the temple or the synagogue mm. because he was meeting their need. You know, this is really cool part of the um, uh, of Jesus' ministry where it says that Jesus and his disciples were trying to get away from the crowds mm. and the crowds, you know, they got on a boat, crossed over to the other side of the lake. The crowds ran around mm-hmm. the shore mm-hmm. and got to them by the time they got to the other side. And right. the Bible tells us that Jesus actually fed the thousands that actually ended up there with him to hear him speak. So the idea that you could be out in the middle of nowhere and serve people and Mm -hmm. that can be part of the Father's will, I think that's powerful. Yeah. And you know, uh, there's a scripture I want to share as well. It's found in Matthew 25 and uh, verse, uh, well, verse 31 to 40, but I'm going to read probably just from verse... Uh, 34. It says, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Mm -hmm. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When we When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king replies in verse 40, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and Mm -hmm. sisters of mine, you did for me. Mm, You know, I shared, I've been preaching on this the last couple of Sundays. And the idea that Jesus would say, you served me. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were quote unquote spiritual when you did something practical for somebody that was in need. I think that's a very... 
um, religiously speaking, a revolutionary concept. I can only imagine what that meant to the people of his time when he mm-hmm. was sharing that mm-hmm. to say that, you know, clothing somebody that's naked or feeding somebody that's hungry or giving someone a drink of water could be considered service to God. Yeah. And I think that's what God's calling us to. And when we talk about the mission of God, I think we have to stop thinking about it from a church context right. and start thinking about it from a human context. Yeah. Yeah, and being able to, you know, I think of the scripture even in James where it says, you know, if you if you if you see someone with that's in need and then you say, "Oh, poor you," and kind of move on. That, you know, to sum it up, you know, but you don't do anything about it. What what kind of faith is that? What kind of works is that? And, you know, and that's important of being able to go that we really need to a lot of times meet the practical needs of people, people um, who are hurting, people who who need, you know, sometimes it is things like um, financial assistance or maybe providing a meal. And in that they see the uh, love of Christ through us. And so, you know, our guest today, she as a young person, received that from community and now is going, okay, God, now how can you use, you know, the influence that I have, the provision that I have to now uh, um, build the community around me. So she's someone that's very near and dear to both of us, but especially to you, Pastor Fanu. That's right. <laughs> we have our uh, Pastor Fanu's wife, actually, but we'll call her Trisha today, not Pastor Fanu's wife. Okay, so today she is <laughs> Trisha Ipe. So welcome to the show, Trisha. Hi, guys. It's nice to be here. So, uh, yeah. Trisha will be good. <laughs> hey, babes, how are you? <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. I, I said to everyone, I won't call my wife babe on on, on the air, but uh, I just had to do it once. But I'm really glad that you're on the show and uh, God's done an incredible work in your life. And I think it's mm-hmm. uh, powerful uh, for people to hear uh, how you've experienced God's love and how you're sharing God's love with others today. Yeah, it's um, very excited to be here and to share um, my story. I think a lot of people know it already because I've been sharing it quite a few times. But, um, you know, it's um, I believe in sharing what God has done in our lives to encourage others because there are so many people who have amazing stories that can share and have used it to um, to just propel them forward and how they serve as well. So we're going to get in shortly about kind of where you're at now in terms of your job and your position and being able to uh, work in the community. But let's go back to, um, you know, how you came to faith in Christ and and how that, um, you know, how you were influenced by community. Well, I grew up in uh, Guyana, which is the only English-speaking country in South America. Um, I grew up in a very small village um, and for those of you who have grown up in very small communities, everyone knew everyone. Um, but um, very early in my life, my parents started having a lot of uh, trouble in their marriage and a lot of um, different uh, things came into play. Um, we ended up um, actually moving in, my sister and I, I just have one other sister um, who's younger than I am. Um, we end up moving with an aunt of mine, my mom's sister, who um, was a Christian. Um, we have been exposed to Christianity all our lives, but we grew up as Hindus. Um, so we went to Sunday school. Um, I actually went for the snacks, but um, <laughs> but we actually did remember, I still remember to this day, um, a lot of Sunday school messages. So, um, you know, there's something to be said about that. But um, we actually started going to church with my aunt because growing up, um, you know, it was just the rule of the house that you go to church because we go to church and they were a Christian household. So um, very new to us, but um, very soon um, I did discover that I 
I had a relationship with God and I, I just accepted him. And so I was maybe 12, I think, um, when I actually took um, took part in baptism and I followed Christ from um, that moment on. So, um, you know, very hard life. Um, at that point, my aunt had um, four kids of her own and took two more in. And, um, you know, so very small community, not a lot of work, not a lot of jobs. Um, and our parents were away from us. So we were left pretty much on our own. Um, and so it was a very, very hard life. I remember sharing this with um, my husband that um, my first uh, pair of jeans that I actually um, own were not new they were used they were actually yeah. given to me from um we had this um organization called food for the poor um who would um it's a christian community um and they would uh donate a lot of clothing and stuff like that from all over the world and send it to different places and we'll be so excited to get them because um in, in that case it meant that you know we got something new for us but um you know what? It, it it made a difference in our lives as little as those things were, um, and so that has um, you know those things really drive your passion mm. um, going forward. But um, I think you know coming to know Christ was one of the best decisions of our lives. It actually changed the trajectory of our lives, um, both mm. from myself and my sister, and for my family, actually. So um, you know from there on, you know we saw God do amazing things in in our home and. Um, we, we're just so thankful, you know, for, for God just um, letting his son die for us and us coming to know that truth. So, you know, you grew up, you're sharing a bit of your background and, and you know, it was difficult and, you know, I guess in terms of financially and things like that. So you're, you're a 12 year old, you've committed your life to, to Christ. Now, how did you um, start to move in? Eventually, you started working for a church and stuff. So bring us to that point where, uh, you know, you're, you're, you, you're in a relationship with God. And now um, I'm discovering what God's called me to. And how did you get to a place where now you have a level of influence and such? Well, you know what? I, it's funny because um, God kind of used my own gift, my natural giftings and talents. Um, even through high school, um, I was the you know the organizer of the parties and the, you know the cleanups in the classrooms and all of that. At that point, I didn't know I was a natural organizer mm. or planner. It just happened that those were the things that I I like to do and I was involved in. Um, when I just when I finished high school, I, I actually moved to Trinidad um, very um, early in my teenage years, and um, I started attending this local church. And I got involved really quickly because as a as a young woman, I thought if I did not get involved in the church, I was more uh, susceptible to the influences around me, mm. and I didn't want that. So the first thing I did when I moved was to get involved. In, in this local church. Um, long story short, it did not work out the way I wanted to in Trinidad. I was alone. Uh, I was in a foreign country, knew very little people. Um, but um, And I was ready to go back to Guyana because things weren't working out the way they were supposed to. Um, and God spoke to the pastor of the church that I was going to and said, you need to take that girl in and treat her like your own daughter. Mm. You know, um, in the meantime, on the other side of it, I was crying my eyeballs out to God and just saying, God, you know, you brought me to this place. You know, I have no mother. I have no father. I'm a, you know, I'm an orphan, um, basically, because my parents were not in our lives at that point. But um, 
you know, I was just crying out to God for that. And here God was speaking to a total stranger um, about, you know, taking me in. And and that came as much of a shock and a scary position. But, um, you know, all these many, many, many years later, um, that man is like my, my father. And, um, you know, his family did take me in as their own. And I lived with them for um, over six plus years in Trinidad. So, um, you know, even in that case, in that sense, God... Um, God showed me uh, how community can influence your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, again, the church was in a very small community, but the church family just took me in on love upon me and um, just, you know, they didn't know me. They didn't, didn't know anything about my potential or I didn't even know my own potential, but they just took me in and love upon me uh, without needing anything in return or without looking for anything me to do anything in return for them so not only the pastor but all the members of the church you know wow. they would have me over at their home they would make me feel like i'm family and today i count those people as my as family in my own life so you know that's just a little synopsis of how god has brought me and where god has brought me from so uh, when i went to trinette i actually went to go to the university and i actually studied information systems and management which was weird uh, <laughs> <laughs> is what i studied um you know when i finished university like every kid who finishes college you have dreams of big jobs and you mm-hmm. know a big paycheck mm-hmm. and wearing the power suits and all of that and i did i actually um I was volunteering for the church um, throughout those years um, because of how grateful I was to the community. And um, but when I finished university, I went out to the um, the working field and I became a human resource manager for uh, uh, a group of companies. And um, I remember just getting there, and here I was. I had the the corner office. I had the power suit. I, I there was everything I could imagine, but um, I was not happy. Mm. My heart was back at mm-hmm. the church, you know, uh, because I had developed such a passion to see the church grow and to see the church uh, take care of its business in, in, in a more um, efficient manner. And I knew my, my skills had grown as a manager and I was more uh, effective as a planner and right. organizer. And that's where my natural talents were. Um, so even in that, when I was at the office, I would just keep thinking about mm-hmm. what was happening at the church and just having such a desire to go back. But it was a scary situation because here I was leaving a good job. You know, I was just out of college. I had, at this point, I had my family, my mom and my sister moved with me. And so I had other responsibilities to take care of. But, um, you know, having to make that decision was difficult. However, I did go to speak to my pastor and I told, shared with him my heart that, you know, my passion was to see the church grow. And he actually said, you know what? we will have you, we want you to come back and actually um, work for the church. You know, I didn't think twice about it. I just knew that God had called me to that position. And so I actually walked away from that job just a year into it and just um, left without looking back. And I worked for the church for somewhere around 10 years after that. Okay, so, you know, that's, it's incredible, you know, when you can, a, a lot of, where you know are connecting to god's mission for our life it's incredible when we think about the influences of other people in that and now so what we have to understand that as we connect to god how are we influencing people right how how can now i make an impact like someone made to my in my life because really i mean People, that pastor and that community, you know, they're reaching out to you, but sometimes we don't see 
now how you're living your life and you're reaching other people and they played a part in that by reaching specifically to you. So, you know, it's amazing when we can, you know, when we start to see God, my mission is, you know, you know, it's about other people always because that's how really we can we we spread the message and and the love of Christ and seeing that. And I think the mission of God always has to do with people, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. God is, you know, the Bible says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. That is God's mission that He gave His Son. So God is always sending. You know, God is ascending God, and He sent His Son to people. And I think God is constantly sending people to us and Mm -hmm. us to people People, you know and i think that's the powerful thing about the story that we're hearing today is you know back in guyana uh you know god obviously sent people to you i mean even your mom's sister who was that agent of god i mean what would have happened if you Mm -hmm. know she was not a christian or she didn't what if she said you know what if you don't feel like going to church that's okay stay home you know but she said no if you're gonna live here you're gonna come to church with us and that was the reason you ended up getting saved or the the organizations that that gave to you i think i remember trish i think once you 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 mentioned to me that you got a the christmas box uh oh yeah that's uh with samaritan purse actually Mm -hmm. and it's funny because years later um I actually became a coordinator for Samaritan Purse, giving back to other people. But, you know, as you were talking about, you know, um, the mission of God, I would not be who I am today or where I am today without the people that have uh, crossed paths with me. Um, You know, I think back about, you're right, my aunt in Guyana, you know, here's a woman who still lives there who, you know, doesn't know the impact she's having through my life and Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. where god has brought me i think about when i moved to trinidad i remember one of the first families that invited me over to their homes um they actually lived in pretty much a shack at the time it's like a one bedroom you know house that had holes in it but i felt so happy to be there because here i was new to the country and this family had me in their home which was full of you know joy and warmth and um you know they now they're they're gorgeous family and you know god has blessed them but i think about that family and their influence in my life and Mm -hmm. what that potential is so i always think when we get to heaven how god will bless other people because of the fact that they have invested even at their time or the resources as little as it is but it made such a huge impact to where i am today you know um and believe we follow, you know, God's calling and God's mission. We follow in where God is leading us and the desire that God has given us in our hearts. That we will always um, not just fulfill the mission of God in our lives, but we would impact people mm-hmm. along the way. Um, sometimes even more than you know. You know, I don't think we will understand the full realization of what our impact is until we get to heaven. Right. You know, but, um, you know, the little things that we do... Um, you know, I am passionate about community. I'm passionate about serving people because of how people have served me. Mm. And because I know what it feels like to be hungry. I know mm. what it feels like to to be in need. And and so when I see that, I can identify with that. Mm, and I good. can, um, and in that identifying, I can um, empathize with those people. And I feel what Jesus felt for them. He said, you know, I was naked and you clothed me. You know, I was hungry and you fed me. And... Um, you know, I know what that is as a person. So I'm very passionate about that. You know, I'm very passionate as much as uh, Pastor Fanu, he's passionate about when people are sick. You know, I don't understand what that feels like um, to be to be mm. on a dying bed, but I understand what it feels like to be in need. Right. Uh, and when I see that, I get so um, invigorated to help. 
you mm-hmm. know, and I am so glad that God has been able to use me and for the opportunity to be used by God to um, to actually do something about that. You know, and um, you mentioned that you were working for a church for 10 years and, and then you come over here to Canada and now you're actually in the secular environment and you're but you're still working in an area of community but i also you know we go to the same church i work with you in ministry and stuff and i see you know your uh, church is always trying to in every event that we do trying to say how can we bless the community through this so whether it's clothing drives or or gathering winter jackets for people or you know uh she sets up a shop at every event that we do with clothing for people or meals for people so and and now you have um influence when it comes to the secular environment and how they're impacting the community so let's talk to our listeners about how do we um really take the church to people how do we how do we uh get into the community and influence people there and be able to um, make an impact or provide from them outside of our four walls you know that's interesting because um i actually um came to Canada because I married Pastor Finner and it was because I was working Best for a church and I, of my that life. I, it's because I worked for a church and I met him and and that's another story for another day but um, I remember when um, I was walking down the street and I was looking at what God was going to do with me in this new season of my life and I just was waiting on God so I spent about a year just waiting on God and I remember walking in front of um this building and it's, it was the municipal government um uh and i felt the lord i knew the holy spirit had spoken to me and said you're gonna work there and i was just i knew god had spoken to me so i went to him and i said to pastor i said the lord spoke to me and i'm gonna work you know for the region of peel and i had no idea and he's like are you crazy this is impossible nobody gets to work for the government in you know less than a year of being in Canada." i said well i don't know but god um spoke to me so you know i end up applying there and i actually got a job um there and the area that i worked in was actually um in partnership with the community that's their that was their work that they mm. work with community agencies churches and every um com- and other nonprofits in the community to actually um, build capacity in the community to improve the lives of residents in the, wow. in the region mm-hmm. and i thought to myself my goodness you know god had prepared me all this time mm, uh in, in the ministry um for this time and this place now because i had a perspective that they needed to hear in a secular environment mm. and i i brought a different view and also i needed to learn uh, from their perspective as well mm-hmm. so um you know that actually started my whole um God taking me into a whole different direction on how to build uh, capacity in the community and how to give back in areas in where, you know, we can give back, not just, um, you know, as a government in my job, but to be able to empower the church as well to say, you know what, mm-hmm. here are areas of need that we have identified through statistics or identified through studies that we can give back. And so it gave me more of a a passion even to mm. um to say mm-hmm. you know what the church can give back more you know we have so much um so many resources we have so many talents you know that we can give back so now what i do is i actually recruit volunteers um for different programs 
across the region and i actually just um, was doing a pilot with a church for one of the programs and mm-hmm. i ended up with so many volunteers that i had to say stop <laughs> i don't need any more volunteers but it's to go to show that you know what the church have resources that we can use to give back and you're right why do we do you know every community fair i do want to give away clothing and i do want to give away good stuff because yeah again it was given to All me. All my and stuff, I, just so you guys know. <laughs> she just cleans out my closet. <laughs> he doesn't know that go away. But, um, you know, I do that because I understand there's a need because I can see it not just from looking at it, but I see the uh, the studies behind it. I'm able to mm. identify that and know that these people, when they're being given something, they appreciate it, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's something that they walk away with at the end of the day thinking, my goodness, because of the goodness of those people. It doesn't matter if, you know, your religion it doesn't matter you know your background your ethnicity mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you came from you know uh kindness uh and love transcends all ba- barriers mm-hmm. you know so um so it's amazing that god can god has been using me in this in this field now so now i have more of a secular obviously i'm working in a secular environment but i'm always able to almost translate that to um the church environment and mm-hmm. translate it back to people in the church to say, you know what, there are, there are many needs out there and yeah. we can, as little as you think it is, giving two hours of your time per week, right. it makes a big difference. You know, and because I because that's the feel I'm in and, I, and that's where, you know, I can see the difference being made. So, you know, God has been good and I've seen, you know, this is where God has used me to impact um, lives of people mm-hmm. and to impact the community as well. How do you, uh, how would you say, how would you recommend that Christians that are listening to this podcast right now would engage in their community? I mean, this is what you do. You're in the whole community partnerships arena. Um, I know that you're also working on some uh, education in that area. So if there were Christians, if there was, I don't know if it's maybe a youth pastor or a youth leader or a men's leader or a women's leader in a church that says, you know what, I have 20 people or 30 people in my group and we would like to do something in the community. Where do we start? How do we even go about creating a plan of how to do that? Because a lot of people, I think, would have a heart for it, but they don't know who to go talk to, Mm -hmm. you know, what kind of resources and how do we structure, how do we plan this out so we can actually make a difference in the community? So even to add, sometimes we don't, the church doesn't do it because they feel like because we're a church, they don't want... Um, they think that we're going to come in and have all these, you know, uh, you know, try to save everybody, try to have all this religious <laughs> stuff. Right. So, how, you know, even having being able to approach the community and say, hey, we're just here to help. Well, one of the things I can tell you is that, um, you know, in your, your cities, in your communities, in your neighborhoods, there's always avenues where people can help or people can uh give back to their communities. Um, Yes, you know, a lot of people say, you know, um, I'm not sure if, you know, they need, um, you know, Christians out there, but they need Christians Mm -hmm. out there. We need to be out there and we need to show people, and I was saying this to a group yesterday that I met from a church, we need to show people, one, we're not religious nuts, Mm -hmm. you know, we're normal people, we go out, we have fun. Um, While it is, it's not fun in a secular environment, but we are normal people with normal lives um, who can influence people and we have more of a positive outlook on life, obviously, because of our faith. Uh, And people need that in the community community Mm -hmm. you know um so the way you can do that is simply go onto your your website of your city or your or the region and look and 
opportunities that you can give back. Go into your neighborhood, see the neighborhood community centers. There's always opportunities there to to give back as well. There are many organizations, nonprofit organizations in your community, sometimes right next door, that um, need help. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I recognize um, from talking to community agency leaders um, and even colleagues, it's that we need volunteers. And, you know, as a Christian and as a leader in the church, I think, man, we have 500 people sitting in our churches. Why, you know, over 500, you know, hundreds of people. Why aren't we getting more volunteers out? And it's because people, one, don't look for the information. Or sometimes we, we just think that we're not good enough to do it. But you don't know how much an influence you can make by just showing up somewhere to serve someone breakfast mm. or to show up in a soup kitchen to help them stir a pot. It might seem very trivial to you, but it makes a difference. And you can, a lot of people, you know, one of the things that I've been blessed with is that I go out to uh, community sites that we run for different programs. And I have the opportunity to sit and talk to parents and, and families from different backgrounds. And, you know, I just say, how are you? How are you doing? You know, a lot of them are newcomers mm-hmm. to Canada and people start opening up and sharing their lives, strangers, mm. you know, and you're able to say, you know what, I'm an immigrant too. You know, I've gone through this, you know, hang in there, you know, I'll say a prayer for you and absolutely just leave an impact with people that mm-hmm. will say that person is different. I will love to talk to that person again. I can't wait to meet them the next time. And I think that will make a difference in little ways and breaking down the walls of the church in a way, mm-hmm. you know, and getting out in our communities and saying, here we are, we're the church, but we're the church in action. That's good. I think that's a great, yeah. uh, I think that's a great way to wrap this uh, episode up, the church in action. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what God is calling us to do. And it's incredible, Mm -hmm. again, how God uses someone who's been on the receiving end of that to be uh, a person that's going to be um, orchestrating how we can give back and how we can influence and impact uh, the community. So, Trisha, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your story and sharing your journey and... uh, uh, you know, and what God has called you to do, uh, not that you've arrived yet in that in, in that whole arena, but that you're on the path and uh, and that God's using you to make a difference in many people's lives. Well, it's good to be here, but you owe me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had to pay for this. Well, Emily, I think that was uh, I think that was a great, uh, you know, episode just talking about this idea of the church in action and you know because when when Trisha shared this with me when we first got married and she was telling me all the stories of people giving and and how she would how these things would impact her mind Mm -hmm. and heart Mm -hmm. uh, you know it was eye-opening to me because I didn't grow up in an environment like that I didn't grow up with need we never lacked for anything really so we never had to receive that or we never did receive that from anyone so I didn't know what that felt like but when I heard her describe it I thought what a powerful way especially for, for, for children and young people to know God's love and and again this is not about you know become Christian or come to church necessarily sure as Christians do we hope people come to know Christ absolutely but mm-hmm. but there's no strings attached if you will you know uh, our love is loving for loving sake our giving is giving for giving sake you know yeah um, that the people that we serve will have better lives and that their hopefully their children will have better lives than they they did because of our kindness and because we can make a difference and also this idea and i love what Trisha was talking about this idea that the church should be the leader in this area yes 
right? I That's mean, right. when we read yeah. the Gospels, we should be spearheading mm-hmm. community work and compassion mm-hmm. and, and coming up with ways and strategies of serving our community. And not just, again, not just, you know, giving people, you know, hand-me-downs, but the idea of empowering them yeah. to help make their lives better. Yeah. You know, again, I come from a background in social work. And when I was working there, I used to always think, you know, where are the believers in in these fields, in these fields of, you know, I think of even mentorship, right? You know, the leading organizations when it comes to mentorship and, and the impact that they're having is incredible. Things like big brothers, big sisters, and but they're secular. And so a lot of the people in there still have that, you know, are very influenced by the world. And so they may be making an impact in the in their little sister, but they're not directing them towards the salvation of Christ. And so when we're able to uh, marry our, you know, our love for people, our longing and desire to serve community with also being able to have the love of Christ shine through us, you know, it's an incredible thing. And it's important for believers like Trisha to be um, in uh, pl- roles that she is where she's making an impact in the community. Absolutely. And so listen, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, the only way I can serve God is if I become a full-time minister or work in a church setting, uh, I've got news for you. Uh, God can use you in any arena and He wants to use you Mm -hmm. in the community. Mm -hmm. Because as we read in the scriptures uh, when we started this episode, uh, Jesus said, what you've done for the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you've done for me. And so when Mm -hmm. we serve the least, when we make a practical impact and influence in the life of people mm-hmm. um, that is serving God and that is a spiritual calling yeah. and so I want to encourage all of you if that's something that God's speaking to you about explore the option see what's out there and get engaged because God can use your good works to glorify his name uh, in the lives of the people all around you. So uh, remember, please, as always, to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. If when you do, uh, you get the, the the show sent to you every week. Uh, also remember, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you for those that do connect with us. Our email is info at passiontoreach.com. Our website is passiontoreach.com. And uh, check us out on there. And uh, God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.